Hello, hello, welcome back to another episode of Get to Know a World of Warships Clan, a short podcast hosted by Bogsy and Synpax, produced by TNG The New Guys. I, of course, am Bogsy, and I have a very special guest hosting with me today. Please say hello to Borla from KSC, KSD, KSE, KSXYZ. Hello. Hey, Bogsy. Appreciate you guys letting me be on today. Looking oh, man. forward to it. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. We uh, we haven't seen you specifically since your episode. I think you were episode five or six or four. But uh, uh, we were pretty early on. Right yeah, at the beginning. Fun time. Yeah. Anyway, so thank you so much for coming on and, and being a guest host with me. Um, obviously, the talk, the talk of everything right now is the first season of Tier 6 Clan Battles the first weekend. How are you guys finding it? Uh, we're having a good time. We're trying out lots of different things. Um, it's kind of interesting. We're seeing a little more battleships than we saw at the other tiers with CV. Lots of Graf Spey, decent amount of Perth, and some Huang He. Lots of Graf Spey, so huh? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It can be an aggressive, fun, dynamic style with you if you yeah. bring five or six of those. Do you think it's going to be, I mean, do you think it's going to end up being the Tier 6 Stalingrad? Or do you think it doesn't quite have that same effect? I don't know that it's going to quite have that effect. It's a strong boat, and I think it's going to stay strong. But the meta, I think, is still going to move around a little bit the next couple sessions before it settles in. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's nice to see DDs in the game again. Um, you know, even though there are carriers, the tier six carriers don't really seem to have the same sort of alpha strike potential uh, on the DDs, and and the lack of radar means that DDs are absolutely functional again. I, I don't know about you, but I've been really excited to not only play one but to, to see them in general back in the game yeah most of the time we've been we've been running at least one i also think the difference in cv that you mentioned is caused at the higher levels it, there's fewer cvs as comp as compared to last season we're seeing about a third of the comps having battleships which you know for the for the higher typhoon and the hurricane teams it was way way lower than that last season yeah no kidding we've we've run into a couple and actually um it's been interesting to see how exactly the battleships have fared compared to each other. Um, I, I was of the opinion that, you know, it was going to be the standard Russian. It was going to be the, is it the Ishmael or is it the yeah, yeah. Ishmael? And I'm finding people thinking that the Warspite is actually the way to go because the Warspite's got this great heal, it's got good AA, and it's got um, really, really accurate guns that can nail those cruisers at obscene distances have you guys uh, been using a war spike yeah so actually we have run several different comps with different groups and last night we ran three teams and the team that i called and ran ran the war spike for the first half i played the war spike and it was a lot of fun and the only teams you know the two teams that we lost to were hurricane teams last several seasons we had really good success otherwise and like you said the heel the heel was a big deal for that the slow turning of the guns kind of limits you a little bit in the worst bite, but you can really overcome with that heal, and especially if you have some graph space. That puts a lot of health on the table for Tier 6 if you have those cruisers that can heal plus the worst bites heal. It does, yeah. I, I'm actually also really interested to see if... Uh, I haven't seen this happen yet, but I'm interested to see if, if the folks that run the you know, the Warspite and the Grafspey lineup, if they bother taking a destroyer to try and early spot that carrier and, and blap it out of existence, because that's... That's a possibility within the first five, six minutes if the carrier's not careful. That might have happened last night against uh, some of your compatriots. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> so we, we we experimented some with a DD and some without and 
had close to equal success, but it was only a few games each way. So we'll see what happens after a few more sessions. I see. Yeah. Well, we always love running into the KSX clans. Uh, you guys are always, you guys are always a challenge. So, um, Godspeed to you, sir, in your in your clan battle journey. But um, uh, let's. I, I say we move on and get to uh, get to our guest. I'm excited. What do you say? Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to Pops. All right, and it's Pops. It is Pops. He is a uh, he is a community contributor. He is a streamer. He runs his own clan. You might say he's a man of many talents, a uh, Renaissance man, I suppose. He also happens to look like John Hammond from Jurassic Park. If you haven't checked out his stream, uh, so without further ado, hello, Pops. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that fanfare. That is. Awesome. I think some people have also called me uh, uh, Jingle's older brother. But, you know, that... <laughs> Jingle's older brother. It yeah. could very well be. You're the American Jingles, I guess. Oh, my uh, goodness. We'd like to think so, anyway. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, um, if you don't mind, we'll uh, and I just go ahead and, and jump right into uh, some questions. I got a couple for you about who you are first, and then... Um, uh, Borla and I were talking before the podcast about you know about you and, and the little bit of research we'd done on you, and so we'll move into a little bit more about your clan. Um, the, the clan obviously is uh, it's PPNA for Pops Place North America. Um, so I guess let me let me just let me just start with you before we get into your clan, if you don't mind. Um, you are, as you told me in your stream, you are the oldest community contributor and streamer in North America. Is that correct? I, I like to say that uh, the jury is still out because Kevy Sieb is also uh, in my age ballpark, but he won't reveal his age. Oh. And as, as near as I can tell, doing YouTube, Internet, Google in, uh, research, I think I've got him by three years, but... Uh, <laughs> I just don't want to make that claim and have him come back tomorrow and beat me over the head with a birth certificate. I hear you. you I know. don't think anybody wants to see that. My uh, my dad is seventy two <laughs> yeah. himself, and he says he says at a certain age it doesn't matter anymore. So I am perfectly happy to give you that title, um, the official World of Warships Clan podcast title of, of oldest streamer NA. Oh, um, thank you. Appreciate it. My, my pleasure. By the way, by the way, just. Because so you don't tiptoe around asking, I am sixty-seven years old. I will be sixty-eight in December. That's amazing. I mean, we we actually have we have questions lined up about that specifically. Um, I think I think before we get there, because um, I'll let Borla handle that for now. Um, I want to know. I, I know that you're also a a veteran of the Navy. You've served on several different naval vessels. Um, you you sent me a list, and I'm gonna look at it right now. You were the um, you were the electronic warfare chief petty officer. Um, Correct. From, and I don't know. Was that is that on one ship, or was that was you were on several? And it, why don't I just let you you talk? This is an interview. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Basically, that's my retired out rank. So when I started on my first ship, which was the USS William V. Pratt, DDG-44, guided missile cruiser, you know, I started as I went through boot camp. I was a seaman. When I graduated out of boot camp, I went to one of the longest electronic schools in the Navy, 
It was 53 weeks long. And uh, by the time I got to my first ship, the William B. Pratt, I was already a petty officer third class. And so I made second class on that ship. Uh, and then I went to shore duty to teach school, made first class. And before I went to my second ship, I actually advanced to chief petty officer. And uh, I made it in eight years, which is record time. Really? And and then I stayed at that rank for the entire rest of my career in the Navy. Two more ships and then eventually retired out. Yeah, you moved to the USS Leyte Gulf after that and then the USS Nassau, correct? That's correct. Very nice. And, and before I throw it at uh, Borla to ask a little bit more about... Uh, uh, about your clan. I'm curious, I did hear you mention that you have been through two separate hurricanes. Is that correct? Well, act actually, two separate hurricanes at the same time, to be exact. In other <laughs> words, there, there was a hurricane moving up the east coast of the United States and another hurricane moving up the west coast of Europe and they were kind of coming together in the middle Atlantic. And we were, we had a, a basically a battle group of ships coming home across the Atlantic from the Arctic Circle. And we came right down between both hurricanes. So it was kind of crazy. Wow. So basically, your battle group was essentially like, those guys from Night at the Roxbury, or the Hurricanes were the guys from Night at the Roxbury, and you were that poor person in between getting bumped between them. That's right. That's we were right. we were walking on bulkheads and strapping ourselves into our seats and beds and wherever we were. We didn't move around much, I'll tell you. It was a very dangerous uh, time at sea. And And now here you are talking with us <laughs> that sounds yeah. incredible yeah well so so uh up to you borla have at it yeah so pops i had a couple questions concerning your clan i think you've been around for almost a year and a half on na you also have an eu clan so i'm kind of interested on how how that got started and what made you form a clan in both spots sure well we actually have three clans be the truth known and uh, the clans were started at the request of the community. In other words, you know, you, as a streamer, you develop your community, your following, and eventually the community holds their hand up in the air and says, you know, we want to do clan battles. We want to be part of, of that environment with World of Warships. That was the beginning of PPNA. I think we had a different name when we first started out, but eventually changed it. Uh, right on the heels of PPNA came PPEU, Pops Place EU, again at the request of the community. And the third one is actually a feeder clan called uh, PPNA2. And we use that to feed. It's on the North American server. 
and we use that to feed PPNA. And uh, all of our clans are based on new players, and the expectation is that join our clan early, get the benefits, we will teach you, we will train you, and we totally expect people to move on to more advanced clans than what we have going uh, eventually. Now our PPNAA clan has developed into a little bit stronger presence uh, and we're pretty active in clan battles right right now. So nice, uh, nice. But again, our focus is family friendly, no salt, teach new players, and we cycle everyone out in and out of clan battles. And if, for example, we have a rule, a pops rule, that if you're in clan battles and we're in Discord and we've got 12 people in there waiting to to be in clan battles we'll take seven run three battles and then we take volunteers to drop out and cycle new people in so uh it, it's all about training new people so nice so you get three battles you can get a little bit of a rhythm play an hour or so and then swap some new guys in so right. it, sounded, it sounded like the streaming came first then how how long have you been streaming uh, I started uh, World of Warships playing in September of 2018. My official start date for streaming I use as December 12th, 2018, shortly after I started playing World of Warships at the insistence of my middle son, who is, wow, he's about, he's almost 40 years old. He's probably older than you guys, <laughs> but uh, he, he said, "He said, Pops, you know, you need to start streaming. This is awesome. What you do is great, and people would want to see that." And so I started streaming in December twelfth, two thousand and eighteen, on my YouTube channel. I have a video of my birthday celebration stream from that date and if you do a comparison of that stream against what i'm doing today it's like oh my gosh what a transition <laughs> what yeah, a difference I, I think after the break we want to talk to you a little bit more about your streaming specifically but with your clan you mentioned you're targeting specifically newer players so what do you do to reach those newer players to get them to know about pop's place in your clan well of course the stream itself is is our major advertiser if you will for clan uh involvement um the other thing is in game play we will occasionally get requests about our clan um and and believe it or not when we're playing even when we give up people recognize the fact that we're not salty you know for the most part i go into in-game chat when I play, and mostly after I'm dead, which happens quite often, <laughs> but uh, I will try and assist other players in in-game in chat. And, uh, you know, we get a lot of people from that. Of course, we've got the World of Warships forum 
that has uh, the ability to put in clan advertisements, etc. Um, but yeah, the focus on new player, most of it comes right out of the stream. That's that's awesome. It's it's nice to see that you've been able to build a, a group around that. And I know I took a look at your Discord yesterday. It looks like you do some fun things there too to keep the clan involved. Yeah, the Discord site is uh, uh, not as active as I'd like it to be, but it is pretty active. We've got a community there that's uh, growing every day. And, uh, you know, as, as any streamer will attest, trying to promote people to be active, there are so many communities out there. And I don't know about you guys, I have probably... 50 discord channels on my discord that i'm a member of and and trying to be active in all those is nearly impossible but um you know we do what we can in discord occasionally have giveaways uh rewards we do movie nights all those kind of things so it's all yeah, so about the community yeah, and I think I think after this you'll get a nice little plug for your Discord when this podcast gets posted. Oh so yeah, that should help. Awesome. Yeah. What do you got there, Bogsy? Well, <clears throat> so yeah, I understand completely. I I have uh, started streaming myself about two months ago, and uh, the growth the growth happens organically, but it happens slowly. Um, and it uh, I, I hear what you what you mean about the Discord is is sort of a place where folks can. Uh, you know, folks can continue to interact with you even when you're not streaming, and it, it sort of it does help build that community function. Um, and and yes, I also hear you about being a member of maybe 50 discords. Um, I have the title of TNG ambassador, which means that when folks, I go to as many discords as I can, and I try to interact with people, and I'm looking for folks to bring on the podcast to interview and promote. And um, it it can get it can get a little daunting when you feel like. You know, you feel like you need to be a social butterfly, and it it takes a lot. Um, so, if I may, um, I'm I'm a little curious. I want to touch on something before uh, we play sink a ship and go to break, which is uh, to piggyback off what Borla asked about what came first, the clan or the stream. Um, and it sounds like you said that the clan developed out of a desire from your audience to want to play clan battles. So. When that happened, how exactly did you decide on who were going to be sort of your your not loyal? I, I don't mean that, but I guess your your community handlers, the ones that would help you set up, organize, play clan battles, uh, that sort of thing. How did how did you choose folks? Well, I I had from the very beginning um, uh, a couple key people in my community one um uh hopefully you don't mind me saying who they were but as long um, as you're not trash talking them that's fine <laughs> no no not at all uh a gentleman from uh wales called sneaky silk has been with me since day one and he is a phenomenal individual um and he he looks for beginning starting streamers and supports them and i i don't mean financially support i mean 
morally and community and socially support. And from the very beginning, Sneaky Silk was with me. So he was a natural for one of my officers. And then probably about the time we started getting into our first clan, uh, a couple other individuals showed up. Uh, Raiders 70 uh, from the great state of Maine in up in New England in the United States. Uh, Severn Joe showed up from Kentucky. And they're still, all of them are still with me and they became officers within the, within the clan. And then you've got a, a co-streamer that uh, I hooked up with early, uh, actually it's been about a year ago. So halfway through the last couple of years is Kidney Cowboy. And he's an officer in one of my clans as well. So... I thought your co-streamer uh, you know, was your granddaughter. Ah, uh, my granddaughter Maeve. <laughs> Maeve, oh, that's it. Gosh, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't remember if it was Maya or Maeve, but yeah, M A E V E, a good Irish name. Her father, my son-in-law, has Irish ancestry. I have a little bit of Irish, uh, probably more English, and but anyway, our granddaughter just turned three years old. And she spends a lot of time with us, and she loves sitting in my lap, pressing buttons, and doing things I don't want her to do. <laughs> she's trying to she's trying to torpedo your game. She's trying to wreck your stats. Yeah, yeah. And she always wants to ring the bell. She's got to ring the bell. Yeah, that is uh, one of the one of the uh, distinguishing characteristics of pop stream for uh, for those who don't know is uh, is the bell. How did you, before we go to break before we play sink a ship here, wh when did you come up with the bell? Um, early. Uh, I can't tell you the exactly when the thought triggered uh, in my brain to bring the bell in. I guess I was watching. You know, if you, I'm sure everyone out there watches Not Sir. You know, some of the some of the bigger name streamers. Of course, I watch a lot of them trying to learn and keep keep sure. on the cutting edge of what's going on. And a lot of them have cat cams or dog cams or <laughs> hamster cams. You know, and or keyboard cams or whatever they got going on. Right. And I started to think, what the heck. I need a gimmick here. My wife has two cats, but I hate cats. So um, <laughs> that's why you hear me on the stream. I've got a little sound effect called uh, kill the cat. But anyway, yes, that's a, I have heard. That's another cat. story. Yeah. Yeah. And well, one uh, so one day I was out looking around my barbecue patio deck on the back. And I've got, I got this wooden ship's wheel out there with a brass bell on it out there by my barbecue grill getting weathered and whatnot. And I said, you know what? I'm Navy. I can use that bell on my stream. I brought it in, spent a couple of days polishing it up, get it cleaned up, and there you go. The bell was presented to me from my uh, fellow chiefs on the LHA-4, the USS Nassau, right after Desert Storm. Wow. After desert storm i was leaving the ship going to shore duty and that was part of their going away 
uh, package for me was the ship's small ship's wheel with that brass bell and a plaque on it. So that's that's an awesome story, Pops. Um, one of the things that you said a few minutes ago kind of struck with me. Uh, the research team got back to me, Boxy. It was episode twelve that we were on. Oh, is it? And and one of the things that Pops talked about the guys in the clan for a long time since day one. And I think that's that's really impressive when you have people who stick around in a community like this for a year or two or longer in the same group. That's awesome that you have those pops. But I'll, I'll let Bogsy now explain the sink a ship segment. Yes. So, pops, we're going to take a uh, quick a quick ad break uh, real quick. And before we do that, I'm going to uh, ask you to please sink a ship. And for those people just joining us uh, who've never heard one of these podcasts before, sink a ship is a section where uh, we're going to ask Pops to remove a ship from the game. He's going to uh, fight his way through hordes of Russian moderators and admins and community dis- community uh, uh, outreachers, and he's going to go right to the source, like Neo, and he's going to integrate with the source, become the one, and he's going to very spitefully destroy one entire ship. It will never have existed. Mm. It will be like a bad dream. Uh, like Marty McFly going back and making sure he doesn't disappear. So uh, we're going to ask Pops to do that uh, right after this break, and we come back on Get to Know World of Warships Clan. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for sticking with us through the break. We are here talking with Pops, the NA streamer, community contributor, and leader of Pops Place NA, and he's going to sink a ship. So what's it going to be, Pops? Well, I'm I'm gonna do a little preamble. Those folks that uh, those folks that know me know I am a battleship person, and my favorite ship in battleships is the USS Massachusetts, with a secondary build, and the ship that drives me up a tree is the Tier Ten Haragumo. With his <laughs> HE spam. Yeah. I want that ship gone. Dun, da, da, dun. Consider the Harugumo extinct. <laughs> There's the Harugumo departing. <laughs> it's out of here. Departing for the river sticks at the behest yeah, of go. Pops. Yeah, so I mean if you're if you're playing a Massachusetts secondary build, you're routinely getting matched up against tier tens in that uh that Harigumo is going to just absolutely take apart the 32-millimeter plate covering the Massachusetts. I I don't blame you one bit, and I think that might be the yep. first time in 37 episodes that the Harigumo has been sunk. So uh, Wow. Yeah, I think, that's a, I think that's a first. And you know what? That's actually extremely surprising to me that that was the first, because that ship is a nightmare. I mean, it was the Smolensk before the Smolensk was the Smolensk, and, I mean, the Smolensk has been sunk... It's got to be a dozen times now. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a compilation of all the the, the ships that have been sunk, but I'm lazy, so bear with me. Um, but that's very interesting. Thank you for playing Sink a Ship. Uh, I, I guess we'll just move right on to some more questions. Um, I'd like to ask you more specifically about your clan because um, this is obviously gets in our World of Warships clan. So you guys have been playing clan battles. Uh, I also noticed that you do encourage folks to play, you know, the naval battles. Uh, do you do you do the other clan activities like clan brawl? Like, um, have you guys done uh, any of the other third party tournaments? How 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 deep do you get? Because streaming takes a lot of time. Yeah, we we do clan battles, clan brawls. You know, anything that comes up like that, in addition to naval battles, 
uh, it's been a challenge to get the two uh, secondary clans, PPEU and PPNA2, to get at that level. But PPNA is certainly involved in everything except third-party engagements. We haven't done any third-party as yet. So No Supremacy League, no... Uh... I mean, ship. You probably started after Shipstorm, but uh, do you guys have any aspirations of doing uh, larger third-party activities? Uh, aspirations, no. Although, uh, if the opportunity arises, and by opportunity, you guys know what it's like. You've got shoot. We've got forty-seven people in our fifty-person clan, and you've got various levels of activity. And um, uh, trying to keep, you know, we probably, what, maybe half are active on a regular basis. The other half, you know, in and out. So you need dedicated people to be able to do that kind of thing. Put together a team, train, prepare, you know. Uh, it's very competitive. And to be honest, Pop's Place we are not uh, a competitive bunch of people. The folks we've gathered around us are pretty laid back. Uh, we love training new people, sharing knowledge. I will say, I think our player base in our clan is probably mature, if you will. We've got a lot of older folks that naturally gravitate to our clan and and we tend not to be too aggressive so we'll right. see right right well i mean i think that any clan <clears throat> as they you've already stated that you you look at your clan as sort of a a starting ground for for newer players who uh, want to play they want to take that step up from you know casual randoms up to a little bit more organized probably into divisions and and sort of start to play a little bit more competitively but you know they're not they're not ready to be pushing typhoon or hurricane yet um so i, I guess just one more question about clans before i i, I throw it at borla to talk a little bit more about your stream um but uh i guess i guess like when you oh shoot i sort of i sort of had this in my mind i'm sorry about that um i guess when you're what, 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 how does it how does it come to you when you, you you've mentioned already that you have no problem with folks moving on to other clans as their skill level sort of supersedes where you guys are at? I mean, can, can you tell me what a conversation like that is like? Uh, actually, it's uh, uh, most of the people in our clan would uh, contact me off uh, offline, as in the Discord private message kind of thing and say, look, I'm, I'm looking at going to a new clan. They're very competitive. I, I, I've learned a lot. I want to move on. And, and you know, that's, uh, uh, for me, the response is always absolutely. And this is something I've carried on from my Navy career, as well as my career in the civilian world as a operations manager, I never stand in anybody's way or make, make their way difficult to advance. The B 
biggest compliment that I could ever receive besides, I, I have to put a disclaimer in there, besides the one compliment I got where a, a viewer said, Pop's Place, wow, I finally found a place I could watch with my daughter. Oh, you know, that, that, that was awesome yeah. compliment. But the second biggest compliment would have somebody be in a major competitive clan and give Pops Place credit for their starting point. You know what I mean? Just point back and say, you know, I'm here because I got good training and good background at at the Pops Place on the NA server yeah. or, or whatever. Well, that's a very that would be awesome. that's a very admirable accolade to have, I think, sir. So uh uh, uh, Speaking you, of that, can I can yeah. I add something here? Of course because you can. I, because Borla, you're still here, right? I am, sir. <laughs> Borla, I'm, I'm I'm just listening to the wholesomeness come from you, and it's <laughs> you know it's just a it's a nice treat to have that in our community. Well, and that's that's part of the reason that I was selected as one of the CCs for North America. They did reach out to me and, and say they like what I'm bringing to the table. Uh, uh, it's a different community, and they do like that family-friendly aspect. I will tell you, disclaimer, I'm a sailor, okay? Uh, I've been there. I've done that. So it's not like I'm a prude or anything. It's the niche I've decided to be in. But Borla... I noticed that you have a 58.11% win rate. I do. I do. That, it started it started very very low. So that's that's been a a mountain of improvement from where I was at about 2 years ago. Now that's over 15,000 battles you've played in random. That is simply flipping amazing and i'm wondering if you've ever thought about joining another clan you know leaving the folks you're in and <laughs> he's already trying to poach you I, I think we're going to talk about that in a few minutes um i'm, I'm kind of yeah. lagging behind most of my clan so i'm hoping they don't kick me out but what i was awesome. wanting what i was wanting to ask you a little bit about is the streaming that we've touched on you know as you mentioned you fill a little bit of a unique niche and i think Part of it is the family-friendly part. Part of the something that was very interesting to me when I was taking a look at your stream and some clips, and I was looking at it last night with a buddy of mine who watches a lot of Twitch and a lot of different people, and he was really impressed by the overlays you have, the mods, everything you have in your setup. And, you know, you said I think you were 67 years old. That's a little out of the normal demographic that we see for streamers that have such a following and such a great setup. I'm kind of interested in how you built up your audience and then a little bit more about how you got so involved in the technical aspects of making your stream really fun and interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'll try to address some of that with humility and humbleness, <laughs> etc. Uh, and, and, and the pause, guys, is because I don't uh, brag about myself a lot. Uh, I was born lucky. 
And by lucky, I mean I had a fairly high IQ, and I always got put into advanced studies, etc. When I joined the Navy, I tested. They basically threw the book at me and said, take your pick, but we would really like it if you went into nuclear Navy. And I didn't want to. I went into advanced electronics in, in the Navy. So that's where the birth of my technology background came from. So I learned about electronics from the Navy. Uh, we went all the way from the old equipment uh, being tube type, you know, the old receivers, whatever, with vacuum tubes to transistor theory and eventually to computer theory. Uh, so I've got a little bit of programming background. Uh, that's part of what makes me who I am. And part of the reason I stream is to make sure that I keep my brain active. And to do that, streaming has been an awesome avenue for me because I can go out there and I do what I do best, teach myself how to do these things. I try not to have other people do them for me. I want to learn how to do graphics. I want to learn how to do overlays, you know, those kind of things. So it, it was a natural uh, fit for me at my age, being retired, I had a choice. The choice was, do I go work part-time in my retirement at Home Depot because I'm a handy guy too. And I work in the wood shop and all those kind of things. Do I do a part-time job like that? Or as my middle son suggested, Pops, why don't you try streaming? This would be awesome for you. And he believed in me from the beginning. And that's kind of how I got here. And uh, I guess I'm good at it. I, uh, you, are. you are good at it. <laughs> Can confirm. And, and, uh, by the way, guys, I was also uh, director of technology for a large accounting firm in New England. Actually, it's a worldwide accounting firm. I was the director of technology for the New England area. So I have a technology background for sure. So that's always been kind of a hobby of yours. I guess one other question that I have about your streaming, you know, I popped on when Bogsy contacted me about helping today. I popped on, it was on Friday, a weekday in the middle of the workday, and you had a couple hundred people watching you. And I noticed you have over 4,000 followers. So that's a, that is a very solid audience for a worship streamer. And I'm curious, was there a particular time or something that you feel got you over the hump to really build that audience? Was, was there anything that happened along the way that you feel really gave you that boost to be somebody that would be noticed and be recognized as a community contributor? Uh, well, that fact in itself is probably the, the latest of, of triggers, if you will. Um, I applied for community contributor way back 
and I was it, I was too I was too young, <laughs> tongue in cheek. <laughs> uh, uh, as a streamer, I had a lot of improvements to do, and uh, I credit Feminilly with give me i can't say that name we know who you mean yeah we know who she is i credit her with giving me some very detailed feedback and i took every bit of that feedback to heart made improvements in every area and then when i felt i was ready i submitted another my second application to world of warships for na community contributor and got accepted and that acceptance was the trigger that took me from well it it made my world of warship stream legit if if you will and i went from i think it was around 2500 followers up to 3,000 and more almost within a couple weeks of that event, which that that was a huge thing. Um, I don't want to underplay what I've done before that event because we certainly had some good growth. Uh, I had some unbelievable supporters um, and, and wow. Yeah, I've had uh, I had one guy come in and bought 150 subscribes gift wow, subs. That's, wow, wow, <laughs> and that that's huge. But they would, the, and that's happened to me twice. Bogsy would like his username. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not poaching viewers. It's fine. Yeah, one no one worries. other question that I you know I found interesting when I was looking at your stream, you stream a lot of co-op and you get a decent audience to watch with the co-op battles. And I noticed you played a lot of co-op battles. What, what do you think gets people to watch co-op as you're playing that with some of those things? Is it, are you, are you walking through teaching them things? Is it just because it's lower stress? What's, what's the reason or story behind Uh, that? A lot of it is because there are so many people in my community that are in and want to play they want to grind directives they want to know how best to do it a lot of the directives that world of warships puts out right now are best done in co-op i mean just hands down quicker quicker yeah yeah you can you can go into a battle and and get a couple kills draw get killed and drop out and go into another battle immediately you know so we do a lot there. Uh, the other thing, uh, I have a lot of co-ops because I'm a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Unless it's a hurricane coming. Yeah. Yeah, unless there's all kinds of different bravery. I, I do not like two things in games. I've been playing games since games were Pong. Used to have a TI... Texas Instrument TI-99-4 Alpha. If you don't know what that is, look it up. It's, it's, it's old, right? Yeah. But I have never been big on uh, first-person shooters and PvP. I have always enjoyed PvE much better. 
and gotcha. I have more fun doing it. I'm more relaxed doing it. And I'm a teacher. I have to shoot. There's another aspect of my life. The Navy taught me to be a, a training specialist. So um, I have a teacher's instinct and I like to teach. It's hard to teach in random. And but I will say that since I've become a community contributor, uh, my random play has gone up exponentially. I play a lot more randoms than I used to. So, so one other question on your stream, and I don't want to get into too much of a controversial topic here, but what I caught you talking about towards the end of your stream Friday was something that's been on a lot of clans minds or has been brought up quite a bit. And that was the CV boycott. Do you want to share maybe with us what you shared on your stream or what your thoughts are on the idea behind the CV boycott? Well, I'll tell you what my thoughts are, and hopefully they're the same thing I shared on my stream on Friday. I don't think I've had a change of heart over the weekend. Guys, I'm all about, I've learned in my life that my biggest difficulties in life were always based around not accepting change in real life. I've had problems in the Navy, and when it, it was always associated with not accepting change, problems in the civilian world, all associated with not accepting change. So over the years, I've learned to embrace change and to be part of the change rather than part of the resistance to change. And for me, it's more rewarding. As far as the CV boycott, is concerned i don't support it uh i i you know guys wargaming's wargaming they're gonna do what they're gonna do the only thing we can do is try to affect change positively are they going to listen to a boycott probably not probably not um and i think it's counterproductive but uh <laughs> we're gonna play we're gonna play clan battles if the CV's in there, we're going to play against them. I've got players on my clan that love playing CVs. Mr. Gibbons on the EU server loves playing CVs, you know? Uh, shout out for Mr. Gibbons. He's awesome. He might and, have the best laugh I've ever heard. He has the most uh, heartwarming, natural, like, just satisfying laugh. Yeah. Guys, if I may digress just for a minute. By all means, please. When when I first started streaming World of Warships, the first thing I did was go out and find other streamers to watch. I found the big streamers, Flamu, Flambas, whatever. And they're good, and I learned something, but I couldn't handle the toxicity of a lot of streamers out there. And shortly after I started, I found Mr. Gibbons on EU. I subscribed to him. I've been a subscriber to Mr. Gibbons for almost two years, almost the time I have been streaming. And if there's any single streamer out there that's had a bigger impact on me than others, it's Mr. Gibbons out on the EU server. Guy is simply awesome. Shout out to Mr. Nice, Gibbons, nice. Yeah. 
so so one question a little off topic i see there on your main page you have a honda goldwing you take along do you like pack things in the trunk there and stream on the road <laughs> i've never done it i've never done it since i started streaming i've because of because of two things number one the birth of my granddaughter three years ago has and and they live like six miles from us so uh it, it's been heavenly for my wife and i mrs pops and i to have a granddaughter number one so close and number two that loved us so much as that little mave of ours so our trips across country on our motorcycle have been curtailed because of that and the second thing is the covid thing you know the yep, covid-19 yep, yep. has kept us close to home so since i've started streaming i haven't had an opportunity to even think about streaming on the road although I, i've had people say i need to go live on my motorcycle and just <laughs> do the trip thing and no i i have a road glide a harley road glide and taking some long trips so i just thought i'd throw that in there as a common ground there yeah i'm sorry was interesting you had it up <laughs> I'm sorry. wow that's the that's the first time he hasn't been wholesome this whole time might be yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's he'll attest the whole thing between Harleys and Goldwings is is it's it's fire and water. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, gentlemen, I uh, I think I think this is a perfect time to uh, to move to our last section because it sounds like Pops is eager to poach Borla already, but uh, uh, get him over to the Harley clan and the PPNA clan, but. Um, uh, one question, one last thing from me, Pops, if you don't mind, and that is that I caught, when I popped over to your stream to see if you would be interested in, in coming on the podcast, you mentioned that around Christmas time, you dress up as Santa Claus. Is that right? Uh, that That is cool. If it, it, That's true. Um, do I dress up head to foot? Not necessarily. Uh, at least the upper torso I do. Okay. And uh, for streaming, and uh, during the month of December, if if you guys have watched my stream, you'll you'll see I've got a full head of white hair. I've got you know full beard, and by Christmas time, it's grown out quite quite well for doing the Santa Claus thing. So the month of December, usually one, sometimes two streams a week. For the month of December, I will do a Santa Claus gig for about an hour where people that want to bring in their kids and see a Santa Claus stream and be able to join my Discord and communicate back and forth, we do, we do that. Uh, I did it um, a little bit my first December of streaming i did it more last year last december and this year i expect to do it even even more so it's pretty cool that's great that's great wonderful well all right i think it's time uh normally we would have uh, our guest poach Sinpax, the master poacher himself we would have them poach Sinpax, but since it's borla since we've got borla today who's done a fantastic job as a guest host pops it is now your opportunity to poach borla and let him know 
why it would be a great idea, what he could expect if he were to join Pops Place North America or Pops Place NA, or sorry, EU. Yeah, well, first, first place, I've already kind of laid the groundwork for this, uh, probably a little prematurely. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. But, uh, I started looking at his stats, and I went, man, i got to have this guy on my team. He could take us to the next level. We could actually be competitive. Uh, and what a teacher Borland would be for these new recruits we got coming in to the game. Borland, I don't know if you'd like to teach or not, but I bet I bet you're getting used in the clan you're in right now. And and probably even abused if the truth be known. They take advantage of you. But if you joined us over here at Pops Place on the NA server, we would give you a lofty position and make sure that you were appreciated for what you can offer our team of new players to world of warships such an impact you could have my friend on touching the lives of so many needy needy people he is a diplomat wow. a diplomat i say i mean really it's the ksf guys that are the problem but... <laughs> <laughs> that 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 I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll give you an honest answer. I have an interesting story that I don't think we have time for today, but I ran into an older gentleman a couple of years ago oh, in oh, game. Oh, no, please tell and the story. Him, please tell the story. You want, you want me? Okay. Yes. So, I so Pops, I, th I think you will appreciate this. A couple of years ago, I ran. I was in a game, and as you spoke to earlier, I, I had died, and I was watching the game, and I was trying to give helpful direction. And there was a, a guy in a turpit who was playing it I, I thought pretty poorly but I was trying to give him direction to help us swing the game back to win it and he started listening and he started doing what I asked him to do focus the targets I asked him to, to focus and he helped pull the game back and we ended up coming from behind and winning it and I felt kind of bad because I was a little direct and short and I'm, I'm not a salty guy in chat and I encourage our kill steal guys not to be salty in chat but I was a little more salty than I usually am and so I messaged him and I said, hey, you know, I, I wasn't trying to be a jerk or, or to be an elitist or anything, but um, I, I appreciate you listening. And he asked for some advice. So I some of the things you talked about, some of the streamers that provide good learning experience and some of the YouTube videos. And it, over time, him and I hit it off a little bit. Sometimes we'll hang out on Discord still or he'll DM me in game. And he has went from... Uh, being a player who I, I think his win rate was 44, 45 percent, and he's improved that drastically. But it turns out at the time he was like 71 or 72 years old, and I think he's 74 now or 73. And you know, I had no idea who he was, and I think it, it made an impact on him. And now you know he plays, he gets on Discord, he has multi monitors and matchmaking monitor running, and all kinds of stuff. And so. I am actually going to send him a link to this episode and tell him that he should check out your stream and maybe check out your clan because I know he was looking for a spot for some people who were active and not salty. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'd, we'd welcome him with open arms. There's no doubt about that. I was just sitting here looking at my clan and our win rates and whatnot. We, do, we don't do too much with stats, really. Um, and one of the things I don't do on my stream is, uh, uh, stat shame anybody in, in on my stream, like 
some other people do, but um, yeah. uh, yeah, our highest win rate in our primary clan is fifty-one point eight five percent. You know. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a clan that specializes in community development and helping people make that very first transition from a casual random or co-op player to hey, I'd like to start playing in divisions, start using a little bit more. Um, yeah, a bit more frequent, you know, group tactics, better interpersonal and interplayer communication on the map in-game. It sounds like that's a perfect place to get your feet wet, pun intended, with that. So, um, you know, I, I, I think that both of you are correct where your stats and your win rate don't really make a whole lot of difference at, at that level. I mean, I can tell you that you notice that Borla had 15,000 games and a 58% win rate. Like, I have a 60% win rate, but I'm not as good as Borla. I can just tell you that right now. It's yeah. just because I happen to division up with uh, excellent players frequently, and that has elevated my game, but it also has elevated my stats. Um, so it, it's, it really isn't. I mean, I may have a higher win rate, but he's a better player than I am. It's, it's just that yeah. simple. So, um, you know, folks should always keep that in mind whenever they're looking at raw raw stats to try and determine how capable and competent a player is going to be so um gentlemen if it's all right with you i think i'm going to wrap us up here uh this has been absolutely delightful and pops thank you so much for being here um, oh my pleasure yeah we're going to include in the description below we will have a link to uh pops discord uh it is ppna pops place north america and we'll have a link to his Twitch stream as well. Please go check him out. He is delightful. He is wholesome. He is a community contributor. His granddaughter is adorable. And we got the bell. <laughs> the bell. You got the bell, Pops? I got the bell. Let's hear the bell. There you go. Off a Navy vessel right there. That's the, uh, that's the hallmark of Pops Place. So, um, Also, thank you very much to Borla. You have been an incredible guest host. I hope we can get you back in the future. Um, I would love to hear you and Synpax co-host. That would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure we'll be seeing more of you in the future. Um, and Yeah, uh, no, it, it, it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate uh, both you and Synpax being willing to let me do this, and I would love to come back with with either you or Synpax. That would be fun. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure we'll see it in the future. So as always, um, thank you to all of you who continue to listen. Our audience has grown tremendously, and that is all because you guys in, seem to enjoy it and keep coming back. And both Synpax and I appreciate it immensely. So um, uh, thank you all. Follow uh, wherever it is you happen to listen to it so you can be up to date whenever we uh, release a new episode. And we will see all of you next time here on Get to Know a World of Warships Clan. <laughs> <laughs>